Welcome to Discovering Spirit Within. This is Reverend Deborah Phillips coming to you from Spiritual Life Center in Sacramento. Today, I wanted to talk a little bit about the idea that we can be wounded and healed at the same time. Now, I know that that sounds like a little bit of a contradiction, but I came across a quote from a man, a a priest actually, named Richard Rohr. Um, He has a book called The Universal Christ, and I came across this quote that struck me as very, very interesting. So let me read it to you, and then we'll move on. Remember, The archetypal encounter between Doughty Thomas and the risen Jesus is not really a story about believing in the fact of the resurrection, but it is a story about believing that someone can be wounded and resurrection at the same time. This is quite a different message and still desperately needed. Put your finger here, Jesus says to Thomas, and like Thomas, we are indeed wounded and resurrected at the same time, all of us. In fact, this might be the primary pastoral message of the whole gospel. I'm going to repeat that one part. This is a story about believing that someone can be wounded and resurrected at the same time. Now, in the story uh, that they're talking about, Jesus said, put your finger here, telling Thomas to touch his wound, and yet he was still alive. So we take this into our everyday life, thinking about the the wounds and the challenges that we we carry i think a lot of the time we start thinking in terms of well i'll only be better if i get rid of all of this all of that internal wounding all of that baggage that i carry because we all carry baggage that's just part of being a human being is when we get into that mindset that we have to clear out everything we have to heal everything before we can be whole before we can be really functional we put ourselves into a mindset of limitation because the fact is is that we're human beings and there's always going to be some sort of woundedness or some sort of not not okayness going on you know a lot of people have some pretty deep wounds from their childhoods some of those completely heal some of them kind of remain some of them will never really go away so what do we do we figure out how to become healthy, functional beings in spite of or possibly even because of that wounding. So it's a matter of taking that wounding, taking your experience and figuring out what to do with it so that you can grow from it and that you can expand your consciousness for from it. Now, I'm not in the least bit minimizing anything that has to do with people have, who having been abused or um, had a really a horrific experience. This isn't minimizing this. But at some point, if we want to become healthy adults, we need to learn how to work with that woundedness. We need to figure out how we can make it either at least work for us or at least not get in our way. That's not an easy thing, and I'm never going to say that's an easy thing, but it is such a necessary thing to do in order to become a fully functional human being. And I know a lot of people who have had tremendous crises and and wounding in their lives, and it's amazing what happens when they start to take responsibility and start take action to move in a different direction, to look in a different direction. And I think that's because they finally learn that, oh, I'm wounded, 
but hey, I can still walk. You think about people who are physically injured in some way and they still manage to walk or run or throw a baseball or whatever it is that might be um, kind of impeding them because of, of an injury or wound. Emotional and psychological wounding is very similar in that we can, if we take enough time and get enough help to at least become more functional and work through it as opposed to letting whatever that wounding is just stop us in our tracks. That's what it's all about is keeping, continuing to move forward. There are several ways that we can go about this. One, of course, is to go into just get therapy, go to a counselor and work it through that way. Another way is to uh, do your own thing with your friends. And another way, of course, is to develop an inner spiritual life. Of course, having a counselor and having a spiritual inner life together are really optimal, but that's not always the case for everyone. And so I don't want to suggest that you're doing anything wrong or that you have to put pressure on yourself to do both of these things at the same time. Developing an inner spiritual life helps you become more attuned to what your wounds really are and how you relate to them and how you reflect upon them and how they run you. Knowing your inner motivation will take you a long way towards starting to heal your wounds. And again, I come back to the main idea here that you can heal some of these wounds and start to become much healthier emotionally, physically, spiritually, while still carrying them. And this idea of being wounded and resurrected or wounded and healed at the same time is a really neat idea. And the more I think about it, the more I like it. And I'm so glad that I discovered this passage. Because we put so much pressure on ourselves to get over it. You know, that's one of the more common sayings now with people is like, well, I just need to get myself over it. Or we tell other people, just get over it. The truth is, I don't think anybody ever really just gets over anything. We come to terms with it. We get comfortable with it. We um, understand what it is and we're able to make peace with it. But it doesn't ever go away. It's like when someone dies, we learn to live with that. We can't make it go away. We can't change it. Death is pretty permanent. And so we have to find our way forward through that. So I had a father, my father died when I was 21. And honestly, that wounding that happened there is what made me who I am today. It spurred me in a direction of spiritual exploration, spiritual growth. It gave me some I don't know what it was. I, I can't really even explain what it was that propelled me forward to live my life in a way that I might not have if my father had lived longer. I might have felt obligated to stay in a small town and get married and have children. And yet when he left, I found this wide open space in front of me and was able to go out into the world and explore other ways of being in the world. And so in one way, his leaving was a gift. And I still carry that wound of losing my father when he was so young, when I was so young. And yet I find I see the gifts in it as well. And it's really easy to get glib and say, well, you know, everything happens for a reason. And, you know, there's a gift in everything. And those are all true. However, in the moment when you are feeling that pain, when you're feeling uncomfortable, for someone to say, 
yeah, just get over it, or you know, it'll all be better soon. That's not what we need to hear in that moment. What we need is compassion. What we need to show to others in that moment is compassion and say, you know, there will be a time when it won't feel so horrible. Right now, it probably does. But to tell someone that they're eventually going to totally get over it, that's unfair because it's not true. What's going to happen is they're going to walk forward or you're going to walk through this in a way that works for you. And then you start to, as you start to heal from the immediate pain, you find other ways of being and working with it in your life. And if it gets in your way, if it is so big that is just this obstacle in front of you, that's when you get to start looking at, well, okay, where did this come from? What am I doing with it? The where is it coming from is not about blaming other people. It's really about figuring out where it came from and what you are doing with it and how it is affecting you in the moment. It's like, how do I feel? Why do I feel this way? What am I doing with this feeling? Is what I'm doing with this feeling constructive? Those are all really good questions to ask yourself about a certain situation. I feel stuck. Why do I feel stuck? What am I doing with this feeling of being stuck? Am I being a victim or am I working through something? And am I finding a way to do something positive with it, to progress in my consciousness? Those are, again, those are really good questions to ask yourself. It's also important to allow yourself to feel that woundedness, to feel the pain, to experience it. Because if you don't allow yourself to feel it and experience it, you'll just be stuffing it and then it will fester and then it will just get bigger and bigger until one day you are in the therapist's office trying to get your life back on track. Feeling the pain is uncomfortable and it can be kind of scary. But when you do that, you are allowing yourself to have that full experience. And when you have the full experience, then it will move up and out and you can start to think in terms of all of the questions that I've just suggested that you ask. So feeling the pain, allowing yourself to just be in that moment and say, this really hurts, I don't like it. You might cry, you might kick rocks, you might have to sit down and write a long letter to somebody. There's a lot of ways with dealing with that actual pain. You know, we live in a culture that is extremely fearful of pain. I don't think there's any analgesic on the market right now, the over-counter stuff, that isn't um, extra strength. Everything's extra strength and double strength and newly improved because we don't want to feel pain. And that is just a symbol of what goes on inside us. You know, the external thing is I'll take a pill for my physical pain, but we don't like feeling emotional pain either in our, then the American culture, we really are pain avoidant. And if you could spend an hour feeling this pain, you won't spend the next six months feeling the pain. And that's exactly what happens is if you repress that pain and stuff it down, then you're going to be having it leak out little by little over six months or a year or even longer, depending on what the situation is and how traumatic it was. Again, I'm not telling you that this is easy. I would never say that this is easy. Yet there is such a wonderful feeling of release and freedom when you allow that pain to come up and out of your body.
Allowing the pain to move through you doesn't, does not erase the event. It doesn't make what happened unhappen. But it allows you to clear the energies of the immediate trauma from your body. And when you can do that, your mind will clear. And when your mind starts to clear and you can think other thoughts besides the basic, oh my God, what happened thoughts, that's when you can start to focus on your inner spiritual development. So let's talk about what your spiritual inner development might involve. So to start out, you might do some reading, you might be meditating, or just getting quiet, because a lot of people go, wait a minute, how do I meditate, and what is that? And we can talk about that in another podcast, but getting quiet, just allowing yourself to be quiet. Now that can be kind of scary, because when you get quiet, all these thoughts come up. And so a lot of meditation is learning to allow those thoughts to just come in and drift in and drift out again. But getting quiet or sitting and listening to music that you absolutely love that puts you in a peaceful frame of mind. That's another way to do it. The kind of reading that you would do would be inspirational reading of some sort. Or listening to, hey, an inspirational podcast, like perhaps the one that you're listening to right now. Really anything that will help you shift your focus to a higher, to looking up, to actually looking up. When you think about it, if you look down to the ground, there's one energy. And when you look up and you look up to the sky and you raise your chin, you actually have a physical reaction to that. And it feels so good to be looking up. And so there's all these different things that you can do to start to help you see things in a different way. And I have to say, it just comes to my mind as I'm talking about that. I was talking about listening to peaceful music, but the truth is, is there's probably somebody out there who would sit down and listen to the most ear-jarring, teeth-rattling, heavy metal music and walk away feeling extremely peaceful. So I'm not here to tell you what kind of music to listen to. I'm not here to tell you what kind of uh, reading to do. I'm not here to tell you how to meditate. What I'm here to do is suggest that these techniques can help you shift your energy and shift your focus. And when you shift your focus to something that is not necessarily more positive, but different from what you are doing right now, it can be very, very helpful. A lot of people I know spend a lot of time just trying to, oh, I need to be positive, I need to be positive, when all they really need to do is get out of that thought rut and do something different. And when that different thing happens, all of a sudden, maybe things do look better because you're out of that rut. I mean, sometimes you get into a rut that's so deep you can't even see over the edge. And so climbing up out of the rut is the very first thing probably that you can do that would be really helpful to be walking away from these different wounding experiences. And then you're out of the rut, you're seeing you're doing something different. It's like, hey, you just go out of town for one day, just drive up the hill somewhere and spend some time walking around. You've changed your energy and you come back and everything might seem different. You don't have to go out of town to do that. You can go, oh, I think I'll go walk around a store I've never been into, or maybe I'll go walk in a park. Anything to shift your focus, shift your energy away from being so intently focused on the wounding energy. And again, yes, it's painful, 
Yes, you're not going to ignore the pain, but you're going to work with it. And you're going to work with ways to help you shift your focus into some other area where you can start to heal on some level. I know for me, I always want to start working at the emotional level because I don't want to feel the emotional pain. But if I can step back from that and say, okay, what's going on? Um, I've got a headache. Uh, my heart kind of hurts. My, and, my, my, and my body aches. Uh, my mind won't turn off. And I'm not sure what my relationship with um, spirit is right now. So how would I work with that? First of all, I would probably deal with the physical things. I would find a way to get quiet. I would find a way to relax and get those adrenal glands to settle down and uh, just get in a more peaceful physical place. Then I might start working on my mind and finding ways to get my mind to stop running that little eight-track tape, for those of you who are old enough to remember them, that just keeps running and running and running in your head. Now, honestly, I'm not going to tell you to just sit down and meditate if your mind is running 100 miles a second, because you'll just sit down and get to watch your mind run 100 miles per second. This is where the doing something different bit comes in. Distracting yourself, going out for a walk, or the other things that I've mentioned before, help you think about something different. And that's a really good thing. Now, be aware that you can get into distracting yourself too much and start to an avoidance. But giving yourself a break and allowing yourself to not think about something for a while is also very, very healthy. For the emotional aspect, honestly, if you can get your body to settle down and get those adrenal glands off the edge, a lot of times you'll start to feel better emotionally as well. But this is where a lot of the, well, probably the majority of the work starts to happen is you're looking at your emotions and you're asking those questions that I suggested earlier of what am I, you know, what, what's going on inside me? How do I feel about this? Why do I feel about it this way about it? What can I do? What can I not do? There's a whole list of things that you can do and you can do them on your own again or with a, an advisor of some sort. So those are those steps. And then on the spiritual level, you know, there are just times when we don't feel connected. And it's kind of scary, especially if you're used to feeling very spiritually connected, and then you come across a moment where you don't. That can be a little unsettling. And sometimes that's when you start to feel like you're completely alone. So having the spiritual practice going all the time is really helpful because then on some level, you know that you're not alone, even though you're not really consciously feeling the connection at the time. You know that that connection, that spiritual oneness is still there. You're just not seeing it for the moment. And telling yourself that that's okay, giving yourself permission to not be completely tuned in is good and it's healthy and it's normal and it's natural. There aren't very many people on this planet, I believe, who feel completely connected all the time. I admire those who do, but for the most of us, we're human beings, we're out here in this busy world, and it's, you know, we're doing a good job of just keeping it going day from day, day to day. So, if you don't feel connected, allow yourself to not feel connected. In fact, 
allow yourself to feel all of the things that I've been talking about. Allow yourself to feel the physical pain, the emotional pain, the psychological pain, and, and the spiritual pain. Allow all of those to come up, but don't hold on to them. And try to work through the fear that comes with those different kinds of pain. And when you can do that, when you can say, I hurt, but I am alive, I am functioning, and every day I do this, every day I put my foot for forward, I am healing. I am wounded and I am healing. I am wounded and I am healed. They go together. You're never going to find a you that doesn't have some sort of wound someplace, but you're also not going to find a you that doesn't have some very deep part of them healed and and whole and complete. So they go together. This idea that we have to be completely healed in order to be whole is not healthy for us. It's not good and it's not true. The truth is, is we live in a dynamic, changing world that holds surprises at every turn, especially in the last couple of years, as I'm recording this in the end of uh, 2021. We live in ambiguity, and the more we can come to terms or be comfortable with the ambiguity in our lives, the more comfortable we'll be, and the more easily we'll be able to work through the challenges that come our way. There's so much to be joyful about in this life and in this world. And if you can change your thinking so that you are looking at the idea or accepting the idea of, oh, I can be wounded and I can be healthy at the same time. I can be wounded and resurrected at the same time. Neither one of them, they're, they're not mutually exclusive. And you can have both and you can find your way through the trauma and the negative experiences and the woundedness by looking at your resurrected self, at the part of you that is well, the, the part of you that has already healed. Because there's always something that we've gone through that, oh, I got through that. I remember when my father died, they sent someone down to Phoenix in a, in a private airplane, a little airplane to come get me. And we were flying back, and the man who came was uh, about seven years older than I was, and his father had died. And I remember just looking at him thinking, well, he got through this, I can too. It's the little things that will help you move into that other kind of frame of reference. And I remember just looking at him, and in that moment, I was deeply wounded and sad that my father had died. And at the same time, I was looking at someone who had gone through it, and I knew if he could do it, I could do it. And so a little bit of healing happened there. A little bit of resurrecting of my soul happened in that moment. And so I encourage you to think about the questions that or the list that I have offered today and think about the ways that you can be in your world, be a wounded human being, and also be a resurrected, healthy, whole, and complete human being and see how that works for you. Try it out. You might like it. Thank you for listening today. Discovering Spirit Within is produced by Spiritual Life Center. If you enjoyed our discussion and feel inspired to support us, you can go to slcworld.org forward slash donate. And now, until we meet again, deep peace to the running wave to you. 
deep peace of the flowing air to you, deep peace of the quiet earth to you, deep peace of the shining stars to you, deep peace of the son and daughter of peace to you, and may the joys of the world go with you.